Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of August 26th through September 1st, 2013. Vulnerability activity for the period decreased from previous periods. Activity for August 2013 also showed a decline when compared to previous months. The IntelliShield Alert monthly and annual statistics to date for 2013 show a 7% increase over the 2012 totals. Analysis of the 2013 alert activity shows that new alert activity such as vendors and maintainers identifying, correcting, and reporting new vulnerabilities, continues to increase, which in turn increases the vulnerability and patch management workload for system maintainers. Cisco released a security advisory for a Cisco Secure Access Control Server Remote Command Execution vulnerability. Cisco also released the following 10 security notices. Cisco Mobility Services Engine Anonymous Login Vulnerability Cisco Wireless LAN Controller Multiple Parameter Handling Denial of Service Vulnerability Cisco IOS Software TCP Act Storm Vulnerability Cisco ASA Protocol Inspection Connection Table Denial of Service Vulnerability Cisco ISE Guest Portal Cross-Site Scripting Vulnerabilities Cisco UCS 6100 Fabric Interconnect Memory Leak Cisco IOS XR Routing Information Protocol Version 2 Crafted Packet Vulnerability Cisco Unified IP Phone 8945 Crafted PNG Image Lockup Vulnerability Cisco Unified Communications Manager Enterprise License Manager CSRF Vulnerability and Cisco ISE Captive Portal Application Plain Text Credentials Exposure Vulnerability Asterisk released updates for multiple vulnerabilities while vulnerability in Red Hat Hypervisor and several vulnerabilities in Real Network RealPlayer were, were reported. New exploits and proof-of-concept exploit code were reported for additional Oracle Java vulnerabilities that were reported in the Oracle Java June updates. A VMware Workstation and Player Local Privilege Escalation vulnerability that impacts only Debian Linux systems was reported in IntelliShield Alert 30501. In spam and phishing activity, researchers identified a G20 phishing campaign targeting G20 summit attendees and organizations. Cisco Email Security has identified increased levels of spam activity, although most are variations of previously known spam campaigns with common themes and known high-risk attachment files. IntelShield published 101 events last week, 53 new events, and 48 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category, the Syrian Electronic Army continues its attacks on U.S. media websites. In this latest attack, the Syrian Electronic Army reportedly compromised the registrar Melbourne IT which allowed it to change the domain name system settings and redirect visitors to Syrian Electronic Army-controlled websites. Melbourne IT's investigation identified a third-party reseller that was compromised, 
allowing the attacks to access the Melbourne IT systems. The continued Syrian electronic army attacks have attracted researchers and likely law enforcement organizations to investigate the group and attempt to identify the members. These investigations have already created some heated and public exchanges that could escalate into additional attacks. The one bright point of the attack was that Twitter was the least impacted, reportedly because they had implemented registry locks to prevent tampering or changes of the registry records. The vast majority of registry records are maintained by a relatively small four to six registrars, making them prime targets for attacks. Melbourne IT is reported to be the sixth largest registrar in the world and maintains records for several large corporations. Organizations are advised to ensure their registry records are accurate and updated and consider implementing registry locks to prevent tampering or unauthorized changes. Moving on to the physical risk management category, September is designated National Preparedness Month in the United States. Organizations and individuals are advised to develop plans and practice those plans in preparation for potential disaster scenarios for their locations. Multiple government and non-governmental organizations and agencies have posted information, checklists, and recommendations to assist in the planning and preparation. Most organizations and businesses have established risk management processes to perform risk assessment to identify the vulnerabilities, threats, and impacts of various types of disasters. While many may have established plans for these disasters, organizations are encouraged to review the threats and consider additional threat analysis. Scientists have noted the changing weather patterns related to climate changes and the increasing probabilities of severe weather. Many remain focused on the findings from Hurricane Sandy in October 2012, the impact of that storm, and lessons learned that can be applied to their situations. One of the key lessons learned from many previous events is the need for communication of the plan and practice exercises to ensure all the organizations and people know the plan and what to do in an emergency. This is a good time to perform tabletop and live exercises of the plans in order to identify gaps and communication needs. Next, in the Identity Risk Management category. CBS News recently reported on an exercise in which a well-known comedian volunteered to allow a security team to attempt to attack his Twitter account and determine what information they could capture. The security team followed the social media accounts of the individual and additional accounts on websites to return a trove of personal and identity information on the volunteer. Information the security team gathered from the websites and accounts included details that allowed them to perform very targeted phishing attacks to further compromise accounts and information. Several security organizations have reported on this threat, but this CBS News report demonstrates with an actual volunteer how serious the threat can be in a real example. It does not require a highly skilled hacker to mine data from across the internet on an individual, attack weak points of account management such as secret questions, or use social engineering to perform phishing attacks or trick customer support teams into believing the attacker is actually the said individual to take control of an account. This is a strong public example case for user awareness and training. Users should consider minimizing their accounts to reduce their exposure and continually reviewing their social media accounts to limit the exposure of their information. Users should also take advantage of the increasing number of two-factor authentication offerings to prevent account compromises. 
Phishing continues to be the most frequently cited method for compromising accounts and gaining access to controlled environments. While awareness and vigilance are the keys to detecting these threats, security controls such as technologies that help guard against viruses, spam, and phishing can also assist users in avoiding these threats. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category. One week after an apparent chemical weapons attack on Syrian suburb led to an international scramble to verify the attack and its perpetrator, another search for attribution and verification took place when major media sites, including the New York Times, Twitter, and Huffington Post, experienced disruptions. Hackers claiming affiliation with the Syrian Electronic Army took the credit, and the compromise was quickly traced to the major domain name registrar Melbourne IT. Information security specialists looking for patterns in the interplay of geopolitical and cyber events will note that, while these events do not appear to have been coordinated, they were not unrelated. Major Western media organizations have proven easy targets of hacktivist-style cyber attacks as political and social changes royal in the Middle East. Driven apparently to desperation, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad resorted to low-tech chemical attacks against civilians rather than destructive cyber attacks, which his regime may not have the ability to carry out. Rather, sympathetic politically motivated hackers carried out low-tech attacks against major Western media organizations, creating a major public statement in the West with minimal effort. Going forward, we will be watching the online repercussions of any Western airstrikes or other punitive military actions against Syria. As U.S. allies in the neighborhood particularly Israel, factoring the increased risk of chemical weapons, information security experts protecting high-profile networks will be bracing for attacks as well. As world leaders wrestle with the question of whether and how the use of chemical weapons must be punished, questions of proportional retaliation against cybercrimes may also be in the world's near future. With U.S.-Russian relations at a delicate point, world leaders start to gather in St. Petersburg for the G20 summit. The civil war in Syria and its cyber component have become stages for a growing polarization between industrialized and emerging market interests. Keep watching for signs that these struggles are contributing to the confrontations over international norms of conduct in cyberspace as well. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.